0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs in sports info and odds. Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's odds for the Masters Championship and the start to the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on popular sports and
1: games. Bet Online, where the game starts. What up, TZK Potters? Welcome back to the program. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, with my man Bobby Lamarco. Hold it down on the second half of our wide receiver free agent winners and losers. We did the winners this afternoon. We're doing the losers now. We're going to break down five of our top losers from the free agency trade market on the offseason. Of course, not all these players were necessarily involved themselves, but as you'll see with a couple of these players, they are a product of somebody coming onto their squad most likely or them going to a team or losing a quarterback, whatever it has to be. And unfortunately, that's not ideal for this wide receiver. Make sure if you're not already subscribed to the fantasy focused YouTube channel, you hit that bell, subscribe to us, leave a comment below and your top five loser for free agency in the wide receiver position. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter as well. And of course the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, anywhere the Believe Network is heard on the podcast avenues. We've got the top five wide receivers, losers edition coming through here with my man, Bob's Bob. First, I want to check on your health here. Last time we left, you were uh, sweating up a storm, a little frosty, mm-hmm. the snowman melt job going down there in San Diego. How you holding up, man? you ready for round two.
0: I feel like I should be a part of the island of misfit toys. That's how dis- discombobulated I am right now. I'm a ginge in the heat. Two plus two equals 27 right now. Nothing Oof. makes sense. All right, let's talk about some losers because I feel like a loser. I'm going to (laughs) take it out on some family uh, fantasy football players, wide receiver losers from NFL free agency. And like Sky just brought up, some of these guys might have been players who moved teams, didn't move teams, or players that, you know, another guy came in, yada, yada, we got it. So let's start at number five, Sky. Break us down. Who is the number five loser for free agency?
1: Man, this one's a real bummer, and this one could certainly backfire. And I really hope, first of all, Bob, I'm really confident on my on my picks here, but I really hope this one I'm wrong on. I really do. I love this kid, Jalen Waddle for the Miami Dolphins. I think it's going to be a loser. It's an easy pick here. Tyreek Hill coming in. That's an automatic oopsies. I don't love Tua Tungvaluwa. I've said that a million times on the show. Also, they bring in other additions. Cedric Wilson, Mike Kosicki comes back. They bolster the run game with the offensive line and my boy Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds, who's a pass catching back. They bring in 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel to be the head coach, call the plays. He is a run-first product of the Kyle Shanahan offense. Look, though. The chemistry and continuity you and I preach so much on the show, I can't go by without saying that that matters in a positive. It does. Tua and Jalen Waddle played together at Alabama. We saw last year, came out, broke uh, Anquan Bolden's record last year for rookie receptions and yards. Like The kid's amazing, and he can crush. But because of the hype last year and him finishing wide receiver 14 on 140 targets, Bob, 140 targets is elite opportunity in the nfl and he had very very little production or excuse me very little competition excuse me great production little competition last year for targets and this year he brings in tyree kill who's an all pro he's one of the top five best wide receivers in the nfl obviously huge trade they traded for him too which is different right that's not a free agent grab it's a trade they wanted this particular player they paid him a shit ton of money he's coming in going to take the top off the offense Jalen Waddle is going to get plenty of opportunity again this year. I just don't know how productive it's going to be. 140 targets is not going to happen. Somehow, surprisingly, the Dolphins were eighth in pass attempts last year. I don't think that happens again this year. I think they're closer to middle of the pack. I think, you know, it, 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 it's going to affect the entire pool, and I think Jalen Waddle is one of them. Again, love the talent, love the kid. But because of draft capital specifically, I don't see myself getting Jalen Waddle shares because I'm not going to want to draft him in the third round, you know, maybe the fourth, uh, depending on where he's going when it, when it comes down to in August. But right now, man, I got to fade Jalen Waddle, although I love the talent.
0: Yeah. 25th overall right now, according to best ball ADP. Now that's full PPR. And, and I totally understand the appeal there. Uh, but actually my take on Waddle is actually, I'm going to wrap it right into number four and it's Tyree kill, ironically mm. enough on this list. And, and listen for Tyreek Hill, I want to and I I posted a video about this recently and I want to tell you this I the Tua stuff and the deep passing game is being overblown just a little bit. Okay? Here's a fun fact. Tua had a higher yards per attempt and a higher completion percentage on passes of 20 yards or more downfield. Yes, he only threw 29 versus 69 for Patrick Mahomes, but also Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill and Tua did not. So this idea that Tua cannot do this, I think that's not the problem. The problem is going to be the pass volume. Mike McDaniel comes in from the 49ers last season alone from Kansas City, 44 dropbacks per game, 33 for San Francisco. And Mike McDaniel is probably going to bring over a similar style scheme with Mostert Chase running the football, maybe even getting Tyreek Hill and Waddle using the run game. But neither of those guys are Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is. 215 pounds these guys are 180 like they're not going to be able to do the things Debo did on the ground Debo was basically used as like a red zone back half the time so don't see that happening so I do think from a pass volume perspective for a guy like Tiger Hill just to give you perspective for 11 targets let's say it's 11 dropbacks less per game about let's say 10 attempts per game less that for a guy who gets 25 percent target share that's a that's a roughly you know two that's a four um Two and a half, I'm sorry, I'm just blanking for two, two and a half targets less a game. So if you look at all the stats that he compiles, catch percentages, that could be easily two receptions, 30 yards per game less that he's going to have. That For PPR, that's that's four or five points a game. So my thing is, like you have to look at this volume projection as the biggest issue for Tyreek. And that's why I think I'm off the Dolphins pass catchers at price. Currently ADP, 16th overall for Hill. And like I just brought up 25th for Waddle. And last season we saw Debo explode, and I totally get that. But Brandon uh, Brandon Ayuk was a big-time disappointment last year at the fifth round. So I do believe that there is some normalization between the two. Maybe it's 1A, 1B, and they're both solid. But the the ceiling is going to be capped because of the little pass volume in Miami.
1: I agree. And Jalen Waddle right now is my wide receiver seventeen. There's a lot of people in the industry who have you know him and Tyree Kill in their top twelve right now, and I just I just can't buy it. All right, let's move on to number three here, and I'm going to go with another moved player, and that's going to be Robert Woods. I love Robert Woods again. I mean, there's a there's a theme, and, and my number one player like breaks my heart that he's even on this list. Uh, but Robert Woods is a player that I love. You always get value on him. He's like Brandon Cooks, like Julian Edelman over the years. Hunter Renfro probably for years to come is just like a guy you're kind of like, yeah, I'll take Robert Woods in the sixth round. Like what the hell? And then he's wide receiver 1500 team. And you're pretty stoked every week. That has been the case, even back to his days on the bills and the Rams, of course. And now he goes to the Tennessee Titans and I'm just, I'm not excited about it, man. Like we had the two year flash for Tannehill, but obviously the, the clear alpha by a mile is AJ Brown. There is chatter. And I think it's all bullshit to be honest, but there is some chatter that he might move on. Obviously, if A.J. Brown somehow gets traded, this is a whole other conversation. But assuming he's on the team, I don't see it happening. Derrick Henry is going to come back healthy. We know the offense runs through him. Now, Robert Woods in the Rams days, 18, 19, and 20, he was wide receiver 11, 14, and 13 in PPR. But that was 90 receptions every single season on 130-plus targets. I just don't see that. Volume, again, is the problem. The volume I don't see happening in Tennessee, unfortunately. So I think he's going to be closer to his days previous to the Rams, which, you know, his best season was 2014 on 104 targets, 65 catches, five touchdowns, wide receiver, 20. So that's not terrible output, but I think like a lot of us enjoy what Robert Woods was for a number of years in the top 15 consistently for three years. But again, he's also coming off of a major injury. That clearly is a problem too. And Bob, I'll say it for you. Continuity, new quarterback, new system, um, new scheme. Coming back off the injury, older in the tooth now. Um, you know, going into a decade of of uh, his career, so I'm a little concerned about Robert Woods. That being said, if he falls off the map come draft day, and he's a guy you're getting in the eighth, ninth round or something like we were drafting Brandon Cooks last year, I'll probably take that as my wide receiver four because why not with the with the floor? But I think the days of him being in that top. 12 15 uh with upside is just behind us because he's never had more than eight touchdowns in the season he's not a big touchdown guy um and i just don't see him getting a thousand plus yards on 90 catches in in uh, tennessee this year
0: right now today he's currently 39th wide receiver and 94th overall eight nine turn so it's kind of what you just that, said
1: that feels that feels comfortable to me depending on how my team shakes out and on, i to be honest bro i think he might fall a little bit further than that. Um, Unless he has some like Saquon video where he comes out and he's like, I'm running routes, and then they'll boost him. You know what I mean? Like those dumbass videos that come out in like July yeah. where, where like all these athletes are amazing and they all do the same shit, but one guy puts it on like fucking Instagram and they're like, wait, he's really good though. Uh, that I might know. boost it, but look, eight, nine range, Bob, I think is, is where I'm at. Nine, ten is where I would be like all over that. So maybe I'll end up with some woods, but I'm just it breaks my heart because he's been just such a stalwart for years.
0: So I I think, do you think he could replicate Corey Davis's 2020? Sure. Where he was the wide receiver, 29 sure. points per game
1: that what, Corey, I don't, but AJ Brown was a AJ Brown was a rookie, right? This is my point though. Like
0: Corey Davis is not viewed as a top five, 10, even maybe even 20 wide receiver. That season, from an efficiency standpoint, he was one of maybe seven wide receivers that were top ten in yards per route run and yards per target. He was an absolute stud. The things that he was doing, he had better numbers, advanced numbers than Robert Woods has ever had in his career. And he finishes wide receiver twenty nine. Yeah. So I just don't see the upside. I don't. No. My thing is, I he could be really good for fantasy as a high floor wide receiver three. That is fine. And honestly, ninth round, if you feel you took maybe a few guys that were higher upside boom bust, maybe like a Tyree kill, you're not sure how his high ceiling is, and you want that security of like a nice PPR asset, maybe Woods makes sense. But I don't think you're going to win your league next year if you draft Robert Woods. That's just how I feel about it. All right, before we get to the top two, I'm going to take a quick commercial break for one of our sponsors, Cara Factor, and we'll be back right up. Hey, TCK Potters and fantasy-focused community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with CaraFactor. CaraFactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger-looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carefactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarefactor.com. That's shop.myk e r a f a c t o r.com. skincare for hair. All right, listen, so the next guy on our list is Tyler Lockett, and I've talked about this a lot, and sometimes stats help, but other times, you just, it's hard to explain just that chemistry that him and Russ had, and it will never be replicated. The things that those guys would do on a football field didn't make sense for a little receiver. He, like, Tyler Lockett had no problem scoring touchdowns with Russ Wilson. Um, from anywhere, and it made no sense. And it just it's not going to be replicated, but here's some quick stats. 12 full games last year with Russ, 77 yards a game, eight touchdowns in 12 games. The three full games with Geno, 63 yards, zero touchdowns, and only one big game. I mean, the one game, it was probably like 90% of that production. So it's just sometimes, like, today's going 69th overall. Year over year over year, I love Tyler Lockett in the fifth round, sixth round. I was taking him all the time in the fifth. I love him. And, you know, last year, especially, he definitely bounced back to more consistent play. I am not interested in Lockett at all. I don't even want to hear it because he just, it's not going to have the same effect without Russ. Um, I don't care if they get a rookie. This is a dynasty, right? This is redraft we're talking about right now. And I'm out on Lockett, uh, even at 69th overall. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, totally agree. Um, I have been fading DK as well. Definitely Tyler Lockett. Again, I think the rumblings are bullshit. But as of this podcast in early April, there's a lot of kind of media chatter about DK Metcalf maybe getting traded, too. He denies it. But if he leaves, then maybe there's more work for Tyler Lockett. But get this, Bob. First of all, Tyler Lockett has missed one game in his entire career. 2016. He's played every other game since then. Last year, 73 receptions, which is his lowest in three seasons. He had 107 targets, lowest in three seasons. He had a career high in yardage, though, and a career high in yards per attempt, uh, yards per reception. Excuse me, um, and eight touchdowns. Wide receiver twenty-two in PPR. So again, that yardage, that big play ability that Tau Lockett is so good at, the scramble drill. Russ is one of the best in the NFL. You know, oh shit, there's Lockett sixty yards down the field, boom, diving. You know, catch in the in the corner or whatever. That's just not going to happen with Drew Locker or some rookie or whoever. Um, so I totally agree, man. I mean, Tyler Lockett's, he's not going to be anywhere close to my radar, unfortunately. Um, but again, another guy that people could be really sour on, let me know where he's going really quick. Um, somebody 60, could be really good. 69th, 69th overall or wide receiver. Correct. Okay.
0: <laughs> overall 69. I would, t- I would take him at 69th wide receiver. That's yeah. Not yeah. A draft
1: um, but just curious. So let me throw, let me throw some quick names at you and, and I'll, I'll get to number one here. So Tyler Lockett, and you do half PPR, but PPR, or whatever, just in a in a, you know in a vacuum, as they say. Tyler Lockett or current situation or Elijah Moore.
0: Elijah Moore. Okay, Juju. Juju. Darnell Mooney. Mooney. Adam Thielen. Thielen.
1: Uh, Allen Robinson. Robinson. Michael Gallup. Lockett. Uh Brandon Ayuk. Ren Ayuk. Renfro. Renfro. And let's go. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Okay. So he's about in that middle, and that's about where I've got him. I gave you about five guys I have ahead of him, five guys below him. So I've got him currently at wide receiver 33 in PPR. And I think that's a pretty healthy spot. But he's the type of guy that's been blowing that out of the water. Hopefully he stays there with um, you know, with the, with the downfall, unfortunately. But let's just see what they get at quarterback. Maybe it'll get better. Um as the uh, off season moves on. All right. Finally, let's get to uh, my last one here. Number one player, arguably my favorite player in the NFL, certainly at the wide receiver position. Now that we have to, you know, basically retire Julio Jones. So Devontae Adams now takes the crown just ahead of coop cup for me. uh, But I love my boy cup as well. This one's real easy. Loses Aaron Rodgers. Now look, I'm the first one to back Derek Carr a little bit. I'm not a Raider fan, but I am a Derek Carr fan. I think Derek Carr has been much, much, much better with nothing other than one season of Darren Waller, essentially, and the ascending of of Hunter Renfro since Michael Crabtree and and Amari Cooper five-plus years ago. Now we get Devontae Adams, all right? So obviously that's a boost for Derek Carr, but what does it do to Devontae Adams? It's not even close. Devontae Adams last year, all right? Wide receiver two behind Cooper Cup, who was phenomenal, obviously, but Adams was number two in 2018, number 1 in 2020 number 2 last year 123 catches on 169 targets no chance in hell he gets close to either one of those in my opinion 1500 yards plus last year no chance he gets that in my opinion 11 touchdowns but listen to these last couple of years since 2016 12 touchdowns 10 touchdowns 13 touchdowns 5 but he was hurt and Rodgers was hurt in 2019 18 touchdowns in 2020 11 last year he's had double digit touchdowns every year since 2016 except for one when he and Rodgers were injured he might get double digit touchdowns but I don't see him getting as much volume however that being said I do think that he and Derek Carr will have quick chemistry this is not a usual continuity problem like you and I bring up all the time because they did play together in college now that was almost 10 years ago but they did play together at Fresno State they crushed that kind of podunk division, but they did run it and they won the championship in that division. In that game, Derek Carr threw seven touchdowns against New Mexico. Devontae Adams caught four of them. And these were deep bombs, Bob, 50-yarders. So if they get that kind of chemistry and Adams becomes a deep threat again, I think that can help because Renfro's the the over-the-middle guy, obviously Walters there too. So if Adams can actually spread his wings a little bit that he didn't do in Green Bay so much, it could benefit him. I just don't see him getting to the magnitude that he was with the Packers. And the biggest one is in the red zone. Unprecedented best red zone wide receiver for years. They're on the one yard line. First and goal on the one. What do the Packers do? Slant to Adams every single time. Every single time. That's not going to happen with the Raiders because as much as I don't like Josh Jacobs, he's quite productive inside the five yard line. And Josh McDaniels, which you mentioned a couple episodes ago, will probably run it more inside the 5 to 10-yard line. That might take away from Adams. So, look, is Adams top 10? Probably. Could he be top 5? Absolutely. Is he going to be 1 to 2, 3? Definitely not in my opinion. Right now, I've got him at number 8, and I'm trying to figure out a way to raise him, but with all these other young bucks coming up, I don't see it. So, for me, he's a top 10 guy. I'm probably not going to be going for him in the first round. Uh, definitely not the first round. Maybe the back of the second, early third. I would love that. I might not get that uh, availability there, but I just don't know what to do in the first year with Derek Carr.
0: Yeah, uh, and listen, him—it's everything's new, right? In in Las Vegas, right? New coordinator, new head coach, new system. You know, new right. He's coming back, so it's a lot of change. And change is never good for receivers. That much change is never really good in year one. So I do agree. Where they can make up some of the lack of efficiency is pass volume. So the last, I, li- I just want to take a look at Brady's last few years under Josh McDaniel. They averaged 40.2 dropbacks per game. The Packers over the last three years with Matt LaFleur, with, with the, you know, the uprise of all the uh Devontae Adams, 37.8. If you extrapolate that 17 games, that's about 41 more dropbacks. So if you give him a 20% 25% target share, which is reasonable for Devontae Adams. That's another 10 targets on the year. So he could potentially get you another maybe a game to help kind of offset some of the lack of efficiency. That being said, not interested. I am not going to be drafting Devontae Adams with this much disruption year one. But I think long term, he might be a buy in Dynasty because people are so low on the changes and everything. So you might be able to get Devontae Adams in Dynasty a little bit cheaper than you normally would. All right, let's talk quickly about my honorable mention before we go. It's it's a it's a deeper name, but it's somewhat dear to my heart because I actually liked him a lot last year. It's Josh Palmer, yeah. uh, you know. So Mike Williams signs a. Not only does he resign, he signs a big contract. He's back for years. Uh, you know, they they come in, they bring in Gerald Everett. So the tight end position isn't getting any worse. Gerald Everett's a younger receiver uh, tight end than Jared Cook could be a better option as well. They also brought back Jalen Guyton, and it sounds like they're keeping Keenan Allen, at least for this season. So it sounds to me that Josh Palmer is maybe the future Keenan Allen replacement. That being said, this team in this division probably won't let Keenan Allen walk next year. I can see if they have another big season, they're not going to let him walk. So I think you're going to see Josh Palmer's dynasty value. It just, he it's not going to be there because Jalen Guyton yeah. offers a different element to that offense. He is a four-four speedster. You know, Mike Williams is, is a deep threat, but he's not a burner. He's like four five and a half. You know, Keenan Allen's on a burner. Neither is Josh Palmer. It's Jalen Guyton. Guyton's the guy that takes the lid off the defense. So last year, if you look at their numbers side by side, Guyton actually was a little more productive yep. uh because of that, because he's a higher A dot. So I don't think he's going to be off the field than you have Eckler and Everett now to compete with targets. I'm just it breaks my heart to say it. Just don't know if it's going to happen for him at least for this year, maybe not even next year.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, I think Josh Palmer's actually a better NFL-wide receiver than Jalen Guyton is, but for fantasy football, Jalen Guyton, I think, will outpace him because Jalen Guyton might only get three, four targets a game, but they're all going to be 40-plus yards, and with Herbert's accuracy down the field, one of those might be a 60-yard touchdown. Palmer's not getting that kind of work. He's he's more of a volume guy, and, and Jalen Guyton has produced as you mentioned with limited opportunities. So I agree, man, I was, I was really excited about Josh Palmer coming out of Tennessee, great athlete. And look, maybe it's just a year early and you're right. Maybe this is an opportunity to like, nobody cares about Josh Palmer, go get him for free in dynasty and see what happens and pick them up. Just add him into a trade, see what happens in the future. Cause Mike Williams um, could be moving on as well. And, and Keenan Allen sounds like as well. And Justin Herbert's going to be amazing for a long time, assuming health. So hopefully that'll work out. All right, y'all, that is our top five free agent slash trade losers for the free agent trade market in the wide receiver position. If you missed our winners from earlier this afternoon, make sure you dial it back a couple of episodes here on the Fantasy Focused YouTube channel. And, of course, you can catch all of our episodes on a podcast. If you like podcasts, I was doing yard work this this weekend as the weather got better, threw in my pods, and I busted out like nine podcasts over the weekend because I run them all day long. So if you like a podcast style, you're driving to work or whatever, please find us, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, anywhere the Believe Networks is heard, and that is anywhere on the podcast avenue, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, wherever you're listening to podcasts. We are there, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Maybe sure to give a rate and review as well. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by Bet Online, AG, and of course, the Believe Networks. We'll be back with you with more information all summer long. NFL draft coming up. We got some rookie dynasty coming up as well. For Bob, I'm Sky. We'll catch you soon. We are out of here.